Maxine Waters and Cori Bush criticized Independence Day. A lawsuit gets filed against an Illinois school district, and Facebook now wants you to snitch on your friends. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. Alright, welcome back to the show. I hope everybody enjoyed this Independence Weekend, this Independence Day weekend. Uh, a lot of great things were going on. You actually had Trump, he was in Sarasota, not too far from me actually, doing a rally in Sarasota and it was a huge turnout. I think people were saying upwards or more than 50,000 people showed up for this, which was awesome. And, and the crazy thing is, is that Biden also was doing something in Michigan, some type of, uh, not really a rally, but something where he was inviting people to go there. And to be honest, I, I think there were literally 25, 50 people on the side of the road for it. But this guy totally got 81 million votes, right? That's how, that's what we're told to believe. But the reality is, is that Trump clearly can still draw a crowd. A lot of cool things were being taken, uh, were actually taking place on Saturday when Trump was doing the rally there. And he also made a lot of key points there as well. But I think the biggest one to really take and really look at and pay attention to here is actually this clip where he talks about Ashley Babbitt. And by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. I spoke to her mother the other day, an incredible woman. She's just devastated, like, like it happened yesterday. Devastated. You know, if that were on the other side, the person that did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. They don't want to give, but people know the name. People know where he came from. And it's a terrible thing. Right shot. Boom. There was no reason for it. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? It's got to be released. And how come so many people are still in jail over January 6th when nobody paid a price for the fire and carnage and death that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout our country, including Antifa and BLM? How come? How come? So obviously, it's great that he's mentioning this. We, of course, pretty much know who actually killed Ashley Babbitt. Remember, this is the lady that was shot and uh, died on January 6th during the, the, the protest at the Capitol there. The only person that actually died as a result of what actually took place that day. And we have pretty much confirmed it down to this uh, Lieutenant Mike Bird is, is the guy that pretty much it looks like actually did this. Um, we're just simply waiting on confirmation. But at this point... It looks pretty obvious to anybody that actually has been following the evidence behind that. So to, to kind of change the course of things, once again, like I said, this weekend was uh, Independence Day weekend. And you had, of course, Democrats that show their hate for America. They can't hold it in. It's a simple part of everything that they believe. And it's always going to be something rooted in racism. So, of course, you have Maxine Waters, none other than Cori Bush as well, that had to come out and say, that this whole day, the Independence Day itself, and always has been racist in some way. 
So they had to complain. This is the way that Democrats treat these things, as we already know, as they already did, especially on Juneteenth, if you recall the episode where I talked about that, because of course, Democrats are going to try to use this, of course, to divide America because they don't know how to do anything different than that. So Waters made a tweet and Cory Bush did as well. So Waters tweet said July 4th. And so the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776 when African-Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. So there's a few points here that she makes that really highlights exactly why she's wrong here. Okay, so first of all, she says in here when, when it's talking about all men being created equal, she says, she says equal to what? What men? Only white men? Seriously? Where does it say white men in there? Because what she's saying is, well, it was in 1776 and they were slaves, so it couldn't have been talking about black people at that time. Listen, nobody is trying to claim that America is a perfect country or was a perfect country at that time. Nobody's saying that. The literal reason and, and the, the purpose of what took place to abolish slavery was because the uh, because of this, because of the Declaration of Independence. It was that, that that was used to be quoted at that time to say, hey, we need to live up to these standards, so this is why we're going to get rid of slavery. The other thing that she completely ignores is that three quarters of the people that were, uh, were signing the Declaration of Independence actually didn't even support slavery at all. Yet she's ignoring this. It was never meant that way whatsoever, but that's the way that they're going to choose to see it. And the fact is, is that if the United States is so bad, why don't you just go ahead and retire, go to a different country and just give it a few years and you'll be coming right back because you will quickly realize how blessed you are to actually be here. So Cori Bush, of course, followed suit and had to make very similar comments to this on Twitter as well. So she said, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people, Bush tweeted. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. Okay, aren't free how? Name one thing that black Americans don't have as far as freedom goes or anything else. They, they can't do it. They're never going to be able to do it. The fact is, is that... They can't point to the law, the system, or anything else like that that shows that black people aren't free. What they're doing is saying, oh, well, look at these statistics. It's showing that black people are dying from homicides while ignoring the fact that it's black people that are killing black people more than anything else that are responsible for those homicides. That's what they're doing. They're looking at things that are irrelevant or things that only can be blamed on the people themselves. They refuse to acknowledge as to why an immigrant that is a black person that comes from Africa to the United States does significantly better than a black person that was born in the United States. By and large, by the way, they ignore those facts because those facts will tell you that maybe it's the black culture that is to blame today instead of them trying to pin it on some American system that they can never point to. So she also uh, made this statement here, uh, like I said, talking about uh, referring to only white people. Once again, the same kind of lie that you had Waters tweeting as well. Because how is it that you're only attributing this to white people? You're doing this because you choose to do that. Meanwhile, once, as I mentioned before, when you have Juneteenth, which is another holiday that they were using to try and separate white from black and say Juneteenth is only for the black people and this one's only for the white people, and it was a setup. 
It was an entire setup that we called from the very beginning. And that's how it's going to continue to be for the rest of time, pretty much. Because now they got what they wanted with Juneteenth, and it's they're going to simply criticize everything about July 4th now. But it's just another part of the Democrat playbook. But the thing is, too, is like, let's take a look at Cori Bush's district, okay, just for a second here. So there hasn't been a white representative in her district for 50 years. So as a black woman herself, she was actually a nurse that wound up getting elected to one of the highest offices in the country and is going to talk about her not having freedom. What more freedom does she want? That's the question that we have to ask here. What more freedom are they looking for? Or do we need to wait till literally every government job is made up by black people for that to be the case? What is the standard here? We had a black president. We had her. There are plenty of black representatives in black cities, black states. They're run horribly, by the way. But it's there. And yet, for some reason, they want you to cry to the high heavens about being oppressed. It doesn't make sense. When you have these conversations with these people on Twitter, you see the same thing happen. Then they want to say, well, you know, it's the system. And just because it's one successful person doesn't mean that everybody is that way. She's talking about it more than just herself being successful. It, she's just an anecdote, you see. Meanwhile, they still, once again, can't name the system that's keeping a certain select group of people down. They can't do it. They ignore all of the actual evidence supporting it. And that's why it's just ridiculous. Once again, these people, they're going to continue to prop Juneteenth up and they're going to continue to try to criticize July 4th. That's the way that they're going to play this book now. Now that Juneteenth, once again, it's basically a gateway drug into them criticizing July 4th. And this is exactly what I predicted would happen. So there's a school district in Illinois that is literally having to deal with a lawsuit right now because they were, or at least apparently, teaching some type of anti-white lessons to students, and very young at that as well. So this is a lawsuit that was filed um, on Tuesday, and it was alleging that the district violated anti-discrimination laws while teaching anti-racist coursework. Now, they're calling it anti-racist coursework, and in reality, that is racist coursework. Okay, keep that in mind. This is nothing but a, another way that Democrats are playing with words to try and hide and uh, just try and throw people off, make, make you think it's a good thing when in reality it's not a good thing at all. So a few of the things that they were actually teaching in this that this lawsuit is pointing out. First of all, they're saying that the school engaged in racial segregation that depicted whiteness as a devil and taught that whites are inherently oppressive. Okay, so you, right off the bat, you have this anti-white stuff being put in here. Now, a lot of people on Twitter, some of these actual uh, liberals are saying, well, you know, CRT, these things are not really anti-white. They're, they're just anti-everyone. That's not what we're seeing in the coursework. The actual stuff that's in the coursework here is showing that it is clearly anti-white. It's literally talking about this. It says whiteness as a devil. What else, what else do you need for evidence here? Or do we need to somehow just show this to you in a more plain and clear form? But honestly, it doesn't get more clear than this, in my opinion. So it also taught that teachers were separated by race, instructed on the problems with white talk and, quote, white privilege and required to participate in privilege walks. Now, I'm assuming this was, I don't know if this was some kind of field trip or something like that, but it seems as if what they were doing is basically saying, OK, we're going to go and have this group separated and walk this way. And this this group is going to be separated and they're going to do this thing. And then we're going to talk about how privileged or oppressive we are and blah, blah, blah. That, that's what it seems like. 
So it also was going on as saying that students as young as kindergarten were separated by race into affinity groups, which we've talked about before. Nothing but just segregation. That's what that is. Affinity groups is a euphemism for segregation. Let's not forget that. But um, they were told to participate in privileged walks based on their skin color and given books depicting whiteness as the devil that messes endlessly and all fellow humans of color. The other thing that they were putting in here is that children were being taught that whiteness is a bad deal. White people send overt and subliminal messages that they are superior and that black people are bad, ugly, and inferior and colorblindness is racist. And what I really hate is that last part where it talks about the colorblindness thing. I mean, it used to be a good thing that people were saying, well, I'm colorblind. I don't see people as black, white, or or whatever it is. I see people as people because that's what people are, right? Like it doesn't, nothing comes out in my specific mind when I see somebody of a different race or the same race that's not something i think about it's just that they're a human being and they should be treated like any other human being should based on their character right that's what we were told but now they're saying no that's racist you you can't be objective <laughs> what is that about because they don't want people to be objective they, they are not dreaming of a world in which white people are looking at black people or vice versa and saying you know what like it doesn't matter that's not something that's important to who we are it's it's not important at all about who we are. What is important is our being humans and being made in the image of God and tr being treated based off of the character in which we are participating in. And that's what you would think it would be. But that's not what's happening <laughs> at all. And this last part basically points that out where it says the school website proclaimed five-year-old children, by the way, especially white children, are not racial innocents. The complaint alleges these discriminatory and hostile practices violate the Civil Rights Act and equal section uh, protection guarantee. Now, what they're doing here is they don't want for the people that are the white students or anything like that to believe that people should be based in being treated off of their character. It is discrimination. In a nutshell, it is discrimination. You can't do this. That's not the way that this should be working. Now, the person that actually filed this lawsuit, by the way, is Stacey Deemer, which is the middle school drama teacher, okay? And they were suing the, the, them over the school district and their curriculum that they're imparting on these different schools. So the lawsuit actually says fostering racial identities, promoting the idea that they are in conflict, and perpetuating divisive stereotypes pits teachers and students against each other based on the color of their skin. Once again, this is all about trying to make sure that everyone is separated and segregated. So it goes on and says they teach them that their whole identity comes from the color of their skin. They teach them to hate each other. They teach them not only how to be racist, but that they should be racist. And that key point at the end is what I was talking about. It's not teaching them about racism. It's teaching them how to be racist. Because being colorblind is considered as racist to them. They want you to see that race, whether you're white, black, or whatever it may be, they want you to see the race. They want you to have certain opinions of it based on that race, but they want you to do something to change the situation, basically, especially if you're white. Because what they're saying is that we don't want a situation where you just see black people as human beings. We want you to see them as black. And not only that, we want you to see yourself as white. We want you to feel that you are better than them in every way. We want you to be discriminating against black people, but we want you to recognize that privilege that you apparently have that we can't really point to. You see what I'm saying? That's basically what they try to do. They're telling them how to be racist. They're not trying to get rid of it, but yet in the beginning of it, what you saw is that it was anti-racist coursework. That's what they're calling it. 
This doesn't sound anti-racist at all. It's the idea that identity is integral to who a person is. That's what they're trying to do. It is the only important factor, contributing factor, as to who you are, what you are, how you are. That's all that really matters, is the skin color. That's what they're trying to impart on these children and tell them and force them to believe this when they're that young, when kids don't even pay attention to that. They're not focused on all of these things whatsoever. And this is the biggest issue with this. So I hope that this lawsuit actually goes and actually accomplishes something with this because school districts, parents clearly are waking up. I've covered that on the show so many times of so many parents that have come out and said something against this, this, this these types of anti-racist teachings, really just racist teachings is what it is. But I hope this, this lawsuit actually gets some results here, gets the school district to say, okay, we're going to cut this stuff out. And I hope this isn't the last lawsuit that we see. Parents need to be paying attention to this, and we need to be suing these people because it's not objective. It is not what's supposed to be happening. Schools used to exist to teach students how to think. Now they're telling them what to think. That is an extreme problem. So just a quick reminder that I do have a Patreon where you can donate directly to the show. And also please remember to leave a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast. Well, it looks like Facebook is going to be starting to identify people as extremists. That's at least what we're seeing in this report here. You may have actually encountered this yourself. I have not personally, but I know some people that have actually seen this and they're posting screenshots of it as well with basically Facebook telling them, hey, you may have been exposed to some type of extremist content or maybe someone has reported you for some type of extremist views. And now we're going to give you some options about how you can get help is what they're telling them. Now, of course, this might seem very familiar to those that were very familiar, at least with history in Germany per se. If you're used to seeing maybe situations where a dictatorship is causing people to believe a certain thing and forcing other people to snitch on other people. Yeah, that, that's something that's absolutely taking place. And if you've read any of George Orwell, you've seen some of this as well, or at least have read about this in 1984, where you have a situation where Facebook is operating as the big brother, telling you what you should be thinking, not just providing this platform. And what Facebook is doing is obviously heinous and ridiculous, but that's the situation that we're in right now. So what we have here, is a situation where Facebook is basically uh, showing these different messages to people, these disclaimers about some type of extremist content. So the, the issue with this with this actual thing here is that there's no real rules around it. There's really no rules that are saying, okay, well, it's this kind of content or that kind of content. I mean, we know it's obviously biased against conservatives, but the, the problem is, is what are they actually looking at here? What are they actually doing? Because the fact is that it could be anything. It literally could be anything. It might be the virus, the, the vaccine, maybe. Maybe it's COVID, something you said about that. Maybe it's some article you looked at from the a site that's not approved by Facebook. We've seen that happen before where they can literally block certain sites from getting sent or shared. So if it's maybe not approved, all of a sudden you're posting that site or something like that and you get one of these messages popping up. Now, if you remember from a little bit of, uh, of history in Germany, they did the same thing where they literally were tricking people to, or not even really tricking them, but they were able to get people to snitch on their own neighbors about things that they felt like were suspicious. Pretty soon, that same situation could apply if you're on Facebook with your children or something and your children don't like something that you're doing, or maybe you're not approving of their new uh, LGBTQ lifestyle or something like that, and they go on Facebook and they report you because you're being an extremist. 
we're not too far away from that. I promise you, we're really not. But we're not supposed to worry about this because apparently Zuckerberg is riding this, I guess it's this uh, hydrofoil surfboard or whatever, for July 4th, uh, holding up the American flag. Most heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees. Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country Now, honestly, this is a extremely creepy video. If you're watching on audio, it, you're hearing this 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 country song. Uh, many of us have heard it before, but you have Z Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of uh, Facebook, literally on this surfboard in this lake, holding up the American flag. I guess for July Fourth, but I, this guy doesn't believe in what the American flag means. I mean, are we really supposed to believe that the guy that's interfered with elections across the entire globe is somehow a patriot of, of some sort? I mean, really, he's not fooling anybody with this video, if you ask me. It is really strange times that we're living in right now, and you have videos like this surfacing. But when we're dealing with social media and sites like Facebook and other liberal types of establishment websites, of course, you're going to have new competition cropping up. In the conservative landscape, or at least sites that are claiming to be free speech, claiming to actually try to do something to combat and compete with Facebook. And there's this new application called Getter, I guess is how you're supposed to pronounce this, G-E-T-T-R. Many of you have probably seen several influencers linking out posts about this to follow them on this site as well. Well, that app pretty much had a launch this weekend that was extremely disastrous, to say the least. It really didn't go anywhere. And the, re the real issue here is that it's a mediocre app. This was actually made or at least promoted by one of Trump's former advisors, Jason Miller, which has had his own issues in the past. So effectively what's going on here is that Jason Miller lied already about it being Trump's platform. I mean, he was talking about this last week and everybody was like, oh, this is Trump's new social media platform that maybe he was trying to start or something like that. Well, come to find out Trump isn't investing in it, won't invest in it, and also refuses to join the site. So... I don't know if they had worked out some type of deal in the past or something like that, but whatever it is, that's not what this is. It's not the social media network that Trump was trying to promote anyways. At this point, I still think it's a really dumb idea for him to do that. He might as well just use what's already available, but that's just me. Other issues with the application, they got their source code leaked. Basically, that's the code and everything behind their entire site. So if you wanted to basically just rip all of the information about how they made their application and application, that's what the source code is. And some interesting things were for actually were found in this code. First of all, they were curating the trending section. 
Now, the reason why that's a problem is because if they choose what trends, they're no different than what Twitter has done in the past, where they allow things to trend that really aren't a trend because they're trying to push a certain narrative. But the other biggest problem behind this application is that there was actually some source code that shows that they were boosting the influencers. Okay, so certain level influencers are going, going to get what they are calling an auto-follow feature, which basically means that they're going to send them a bunch of accounts their way that are auto-following these certain influencers for free, just because they're influencers. Probably as a, 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 a weird effort to kind of get these people to stay on their platform, to use their site. We also saw them lying about following follower numbers. They had like people with a one point something million followers on the application, which is a just a blatant lie. A lot of issues there. Hacked verified accounts as well. There were several high profile influencer accounts that, you know, when you're verified, it's supposed to not happen. They completely got uh, had some like free Palestine stuff in the actual uh, header of their name. A lot of problems were occurring with this app. The fact is, and I think will be proven to be the case in the future as well, is that if your application is readily available on Apple, on Play Store, Google Play Store, you're already censoring. You're already doing it. It's not a free speech app if you're there. Because at some point, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to. Parler had to do it. And any of these other applications that claim to be free speech that are on there are going to also have to censor to remain on there. The fact is, is that I hate that they have these things where they're trying to boost these influencers. Once again, if you're tired of these people, if you're tired of the same people that basically failed to do much of anything about 2020, failed to talk about the, the issues with this past election, maybe it's time to get new people to that are actually talking about these issues in place instead. And when you have apps like this, all they're doing is reinforcing the same people that have let us down this entire time and just putting them right up on the top again to be doing the same thing that they've always been doing. It's trying to protect the conservative establishment, the old conservative establishment, the same people that have been commentating and talking about this stuff for years. It's the exact same people. And it's using that to say, well, let's push all of these followers there in their direction because reasons. Because we want them to use our app. So we're willing to lie. We're willing to basically have you sign up for an account and have you already following all the big name people already as it is, whether you want it to or not. That's a lie. It's disingenuous. It's fake, at least with Gab and even on Parler, uh, at least in the beginning before they kind of came under new management, you had to earn your own following, but everybody had an opportunity to do that. So new voices, new people could rise out of the ashes and actually make something of of themselves on these sites. That's something that you're not seeing when you look at Getter or a lot of these other applications that are out there right now that are solely based on trying to promote the people that are already big names out there. They're not concerned about the individual patriots like you, me, or anyone else that are actually trying to do something. So we'll see where this app goes, but honestly, I'm done with it. I'm not using it. Uh, I signed up for an account in the beginning. I'm done. That's it. Not using it anymore. It's just a complete waste of time. Use Gab anything else but not this application so this episode's tiktok liberal is a lady that lost her mind because of fireworks on independence day
You know, honestly, this lady reminds me a lot of the lady that was screaming in 2016 when they announced that Donald Trump won the presidency. I mean, just on the ground, just losing her mind, screaming about fireworks as if that has ever worked. I mean, maybe she should call the police. Oh, wait, she's probably a liberal that wants them defunded. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Listen, I worked in 911 during several July 4ths. Police typically don't come out because somebody's complaining about fireworks, okay? Because it's July 4th. I mean, come on. These people are absolutely ridiculous. You have this lady out here just acting a fool. I mean, she literally lost her mind because apparently she's just crazy. Something. Something is obviously wrong with her to some degree, but really, really weird. The thing, too, is that it's only for one night. I mean, if you're really that concerned about it, just, just deal with it for one night. I understand it's noise and things like that, but everybody does it. It's been a part of daily life all the time. And, and you just have some people that obviously overreact like crazy to certain issues like this. And the thing too, is that I wonder when you see people like this, these, I'm assuming liberals that are like this, that, you know, were they ever taught in kindergarten or as a child that just screaming doesn't get you what you want? I mean, maybe in her case, maybe a dick or what I want, what you want. So she's just doing that as an adult today. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know. But the thing is, is that she's acting like this is her first 4th of July ever in her entire life, had no idea that it existed before this or what people did on the 4th of July. But this is just one of these people that has just lost their mind. So I don't understand it. It really doesn't make any sense. These liberals are absolutely out of their mind at this point. And this really just looks like a crazy person that just can't deal with one day, one night, of fireworks and just get over it but with that being said that is all i have for you on this show i thank you for watching or listening to this one i'm william hall and this is the william hall show